0: Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to get rid of the unhelpful thoughts we've been taught about money. I'm your host, Master Certified Mindset Coach Belinda Smith. I help my clients make their first dollar and their first million dollars. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Hey, beautifuls. What is going on? I hope that your world is treating you well and that you are that you're feeling awesome. Right? Maybe this podcast will make you feel even more awesome. Almost, I wanted to say awesomer, but we know that's not a word. So, but sometimes I do make up words. You should be prepared. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about money stories, Um, but I do have a story to tell you. And I I mean, it's probably not, well, it's kind of about money because the thing costs something, but... (laughs) (laughs) Again, I come to you with a cautionary tale. This is like another part of my ministry, isn't it? (laughs) It's starting to show at least. So, um, okay, it it has, in all fairness, been a year and a half since I got an Instapot. And here's what I was hoping when I purchased the Instapot. Like, I was actually hoping it would be instant. So I was unaware of... all the prep that had to be done before you did stuff. Now, listen, I know it's great. My friend Janet is all about it. She even did these amazing tutorials, and I loved them. And she made it look easy. But then when I would go to do it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Can I just put something in the crock pot in the morning and have it in the evening? But still, I persevered. And then, you know, then COVID. And I wasn't one of the people who got like all kinds of stuff done during COVID like at all, except like maybe not good habits, but <laughs> did not, I was not your uh, consummate achiever when it came to personal goals. So the other day I was like, I am just, I'm going to big fat nail this Instapot. I'm going to do some chicken. So I'll have it for the week. I can put it in my salads. It's going to be great. So I <laughs> get the Instapot out and, uh, I've, I seared the chicken, like, I got this, I'm amazing, I'm feeling like super, you know, top chef, and then I dump the chicken broth in, which you're not supposed to use a lot of chicken broth, I dump a cup of chicken broth in, and it's like all of a sudden, the dogs are like all over the floor, and so, and I had raw chicken sitting next to it, Um, So I thought, oh, no, this raw chicken is totally leaking gross. So I stop everything. I bleach the floor. I bleach the counter. So I don't want anyone to die. Um, And then I go back to the Instapot, and I pour the chicken broth in it again. And I happen to look down this time, and I see that exactly as I pour it in, it's literally just rolling out. So what I had bleached off the kitchen uh, counter and the floor was actually not um, chicken. It was the broth. Day later, like, I'm angry. I'm mad. I'm done with this, whatever. And a day later, I was telling somebody, I'm like, it's so dumb. Like, it just didn't work. I don't know how how I can mess up an Instapot. And <laughs> he's like, um, did you have the pot in it? Um, yeah, <laughs> the pot was still, um, sitting on top of the fridge. So, a uh, cautionary tale for you, my dears, if you're going to use an InstaPot, don't use just the Insta part. You have to use the insto with the pot. And now it literally has broken the sensor. The uh, one of the sensors will not it, yeah. And when I looked it up on the internet, they're like, Oh, you can send it back if you have the receipt. I'm like, "Hmm, mm, we'll put this right in the trash. So there <laughs> another cautionary tale for y'all. I'm just here. I'm here to help you. <laughs> um, so today I want to talk about money stories. And I will tell you that there was a time when I would have completely beat myself up over that because those aren't, you know, those aren't cheap. They're like 150 bucks or something, you know, I And mean, what a big fat waste of, of money um, over me being an airhead. Like, that's ridiculous. So there was a time when I would have completely beat myself up. Um, and now I'm like, oh, well, I had it for a year and a half. That was it. So, but I'm back to the crockpot, which I love and can do. So what what I define as a money story as a money story are mostly stories that we have never questioned around money. It's kind of like we're we're brought up with a certain set of beliefs, a certain set of way a way that we look at the world. And we just don't question it. It's just what it is. And that's what comes to us. That's how we look at it. And what's going to be is going to be. And one of the most powerful things that I did when I got into this line of work was uh, I really started to question everything, question everything. And I know you've heard that before, but just because someone says it's true, doesn't mean it's true. Just because I think it's true doesn't mean it's true. That could come from something that I learned a really long time ago, or that I chose to believe a really long time ago. So I'm going to run over a few things. And I'm just wondering if you see yourself or if this, you know, inspires any stories that you have, because like we talked on the the last episode, thoughts our thought th- thoughts only give us feeling when we bring when we believe the thought okay so like i 70,000 thoughts a day we can't possibly possibly believe them all but these are some um, thoughts that I've had about money, um, and abundance, this is not all, it's never about the money. It's about the mindset. And, um, but some of the thoughts that I've had, that I've actually had to go back and go, wait, like, that's super not true. So the first one, are you ready? Got your seatbelt fastened. One of my first money stories that I really had to start looking at was that pennies are worthless. You know, there's so many arguments over, you just get rid of the penny, nobody cares. And of course, this is American dollars, y'all. So, um, you know, no one cares about it. Just go to dollars. We're sick of having pennies in the, uh, you know, we're walking over them on the sidewalk. We don't want, you know, coins are dumb. I've heard all of this. Like, I'm not making it up. You know, I don't, they're too heavy. Let's just go to, you know, a currency. And then I came across this statistic and you okay this is insanity. So in 2018, two three years ago, the TSA, Transportation is it Transportation Safety Authority? Oh no, I just had that moment. Anyway, you can correct it in your head and it's fine. TSA collected Over $960,000 in loose coins that we leave behind at the airport. (laughs) 960,000 coins. And that's not even all the coins. That's just the ones at the airport. You guys, I would take $960,000 in coins. I can so big fat cash those in. No problem, right? Oh my goodness. So... What I've decided is that, like, I don't walk a path. I don't walk past pennies anymore. You know what? I would even take a hundred dollars of that. I don't care. Like, I am not too good for any amount of money. I'm not. I'm not too good for pennies. And now I'm very, very conscious of picking up pennies, no matter where. You know, well, not no matter where they are. But um, if I'm walking by a penny where I used to just walk by, now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a penny. I'm chipping away at it. I'm going to do this. So. Um, I have changed from pennies are worthless to pennies add up, and I'm so up for the penny. I think too, though, if we can't honor the least, uh, <clears throat> sorry, the least of of these, then we don't, we can't get more. That's just one of my things. Um, okay, next thing that I used to deeply believe, and I'm not saying this is a wrong, okay, this is not wrong. None of these are, are wrong if you choose if you want them. But I definitely thought paying full price for anything at all was stupid. I was like, you know what? This, the thought was always like, I really like that, but if I wait till the end of the season and it's still here, I can probably get it for half price. Okay, I'm not saying that that bargain shopping is bad. Of course not. Um, there's so much to be to you know to be got in in um, bargain shopping waiting for half price. I mean, if the sale is is a sale. But there is also something to be said. And part of that had to do uh, with me for worth. Um, And we'll, of course, we'll talk about that too. But I didn't really have very much confidence in how I looked in clothes. And so uh, this definitely came up with clothes. So it wasn't that I even had to pay half price, but I felt like um, as how I looked it to the world, I didn't deserve a full price outfit. Isn't that twisted? That is so weird. But um, so, you know, we'll talk about confidence issues because I think everything, how we handle money is how we handle everything in my, in my humble opinion. So that was an interesting thing that I used to believe. And again, I am not anti a good sale. I will take a half price awesome thing um, this afternoon. But I deserve whatever price that I feel is fair and want to pay. Okay, this is a good one. I grew up in a family where my father was definitely the head of the household and he provided for us. My mom uh, went back to work after she raised raised us, I think when we got in high school or later middle school. But one of the beliefs, and this was not given to me by anyone, this is just one that I chose myself, Was that I cannot make more money in a year than my dad. Isn't it the weirdest thing? Like every time I do them, like, isn't that weird? Um, my father never said that, my mother never said that, nobody said it. I just thought that dad was supposed to be the ultimate earner and Uh, if I passed what he made. um, And there was a time when I did pass it, and I felt so ashamed. Like, I didn't want to tell him because I thought I would just humiliate him. Well, turns out, you know, my dad is super proud. He wants er everything good. And of course, you know, wages are indexed each year. Like, you know, whatever $100,000 is now was not worth, I mean, what $100,000 was in 1972, is worth something completely different now. So I mean, I just chose that as an arbitrary number. So that was an interesting thought that I had that that I shouldn't make more. When I really got to think about it, I was like, Oh, my gosh, no one invited me into this contract. So I'm just going to rip it up. I don't think that's true. Another one that I have seen more of this in Nashville as people come and uh, get the big deals, uh, definitely like with the NFL stars, um, singers, songwriters, um, is that if I get a quote unquote a lot, whatever that means, if I get a lot of money, it's going to destroy me and my family. I was at a... um, a publishing house one day, and I don't remember who it was that I was talking to, um, and the guy said, "You know, with our with our artists, the, the songwriting world is different. Like a lot of times, you're just trying to find a writer who is half talented. As a, I mean, you want the writer, and then you want them to be a half talented singer, so you can just put them in the studio. So they're already trained. It's a it's a money thing. We can talk talk about that in, at another time, if we even need to, but." The guy was talking about how they had started bringing in um, psychologists of money. It was like to deal with the psychology of money. I mean, I can give you know example after example, but a a few friends of mine um, hit. They they did a real you know really really good. So they hit it. They had a whole lot of money. They were sending it home because um, they weren't super experienced with handling money. And it turns out that their parents were just taking that and spending it. So, I mean, I guess the real word is is embezzlement, but ugh, you hate to use that word with the family. Um We watched that with several artists. I've watched it with a few NFL players. And I thought, and then you look at the lottery winners, like the, you know, the, the, science shows people who come into a lot of money can't handle it. And so I was afraid that if I came into a lot of money and earned it and made it, it would change me from my core and it would destroy my family. Now, that does not have to be true. I have seen it to be true, but that does not have to be true. And so taking that barrier away to think, you know, abundance isn't going to destroy me if, if I don't want it to. Like I can I can have people in place. I can have, you know, my own accountability. I can have accountability put in, um, and I will not be destroyed by it. And then you look around and you see lots of people who are just fine. Um, all right. And then I'm going to, I'm only going to do one more here. And this was, um, I don't know, this was a big one. Money decides my worth. This is a, a, a thought I had about money and that I gave truth to. Money decides my worth. My worth as a person, my worth as, as someone who has a place in the world, um I went I always talk about this trip because it was so pivotal but I went to Positano Italy with some people just a few years ago and uh, in all honesty everybody had more money than I did it was just I don't it was like Uh, And and I felt like the girl from West Virginia, (laughs) like the Appalachian girl who'd never left, you know, the tiny little house and the tiny little... I mean, that was not true, but I I felt like that because everybody had more money. So, you know, everyone's wearing their designer clothes and I'm wearing Old Navy. And (laughs) so I was, you know, the truth is I just felt less than. I completely felt less than in this particular scenario. And then we went down... Went Down the hill, because I don't know if you've ever been to Positano, it's like built on the side of a mountain and the steps are built into the mountain. So it's not like, oh, here's a stair. It's like, it's like ancient stairs that are just trying to kill you. (laughs) I think if I remember our, our villa was like, it was like 413 steps down to the ocean, Um, 400 of those like old steps. So. I did not pop up and down those. Uh, but when we would go shopping and the women were spending so much money, like like one beautiful lady who's precious spent enough money on one thing that would have bought me a car. <laughs> so those are the thoughts I'm having. Like, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be on this trip. I don't like what the actual heck is happening. But after a few days, everything began to change because nobody really knew I didn't have money. They, they, nobody cared. They All they knew is that I was there. I paid what everybody else paid to be there. And I just wasn't a big shopper. And that is true. I'm not a big shopper. And I came back with some of my favorite people in the entire world, like the entire world. And I learned on that trip in a very deep way that money does not decide my worth. It does not decide my worth. I get to choose how I feel. I get to choose what thought I want to believe about money. And in that particular case, what I decided to choose was I can walk into any store. I don't really care, like any like designer stores. This place called Missoni, which I totally thought was the Target version. Of the- <laughs> is it like Target has Marona, and I thought Missoni was the Italian version of Target's brand Marona? <laughs> we walked in, and there was like a three hundred dollar beach towel. I was like, oh yeah, this is super not Target. <laughs> But throughout that experience, I think it was maybe two weeks. I really did come to to learn that that money absolutely does not decide what I'm worth, what I'm worth to go visit, what I'm worth to to talk about. Um, and if I'm going to be honest, I am the only one on that trip who finally looked at everybody and said, "Okay." I cannot figure out how to use this bidet. Like I have no, no clue. And I said, I realize that y'all are much more cultured than I am, but I don't know how to use a bidet. I was like, it's just a hot mess. My whole, like when I tried it, like the water would be up. <laughs> I shouldn't even tell y'all this. Water would be up my back. I was like, this is like the most, you know, unsanitary mess I've ever dealt with. So it turns out several of us, Uh, if not all, did not know how to use the bidet. And so we finally Googled it. I can't remember what that app was called. And it turns out um, (laughs) um, you're supposed to face the wall when you use the bidet. (laughs) So, um, and we all know I'm not calling anybody out, but um, everyone learned how uh, on that trip we, and it was because I asked a question Um, we all learned how to become um, much fresher and definitely face the wall. Definitely (laughs) face the wall. Um, Okay. Yeah. Now I've told you too many, but I don't care. So I I think it would be really interesting for you to think about stories you have that relate to money or to abundance or where you're allowed to be or how much you can make or what that looks like. Because just because you believe it right now, it, those are thoughts that you're believing. It doesn't mean it has to be true. It does not mean it has to be true. You can decide, of you know, like me. Of course, I'm I'm worth this. Of course, of course, I can buy a um, a full price top. Of course, I'm picking up every single penny I see because I don't want the TSA to get all of it. No offense, TSA. Um, of course, I don't have to let money destroy me. So these are things that I just came up for me. I want to invite you again to, um, yeah, check your your stories. I would love to hear if this resonates with you and uh, what you thought about it. But again, thank you so much for tuning in. You make my day brighter. Uh, I hope this was helpful and uh, insightful. And um, I'm a little embarrassed that I told you about the bidet, but. Yeah, we do one pass, no edits up here in MoneyBS. So (laughs) there you go. Have a good one, beautifuls. I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it if you'd invite your friends to listen in. Remember, it's not about the money. It's about the mindset. If you could use some personalized support around this area of your life, I do have some limited number of openings, and I'd love to talk to you and see if we're a fit. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Y'all know that every star counts. All right, I'll see you next time.